okay? I don't want to hear this shit in 2023. Okay, I'm going to come hard on you fucking you big enough sounds and shit, okay? I'm going to come hard on your fucking ass and shit. I understand the play on words and shit. Please don't go there and shit, okay? I was just sitting here watching this shit, waiting for this nigga to start crying and shit, man. To start crying and shit. And, and you know, the, the, the honest and shit, you know, metaphorically speaking, not for real, but metaphorically speaking, you know, sitting, I'm sitting in front of him, and he was saying all this shit, getting ready to tear up and cry and shit. I put a baseball mitt on my fucking head and smack him. Right? Smack him. Metaphorically speaking, okay? Not real. Okay? That's how I feel. That's how I feel in my heart, man, when I hear shit like this. And I know, and I know they created all of these fucking guys. They sit up and complain about the shit. And we're supposed to handle them with kid gloves. We're supposed to be understanding. When we, we grew up in the fucking system, they created the shit. I'm not just talking about these fucking matriarchal households where they were sitting on your fucking ass, stifling you, stopping you from becoming who you were supposed to be and shit, killing your future before you even thought about having one. I don't want to hear this shit in 2023. All right? Remember, ride your fucking bumper. Just like I read Miss Sandra's, you know, it's a round. I just roll on her and shit, man. I just roll on it. It's bullshit. Okay? What you're talking about is bullshit. Okay? If they want some help with their issues, they can do the same shit they were telling us in 2022 with fucking Shabrier Walls. They were telling us, oh, go get therapy because you're the problem. But you're sitting here in your femininity and shit, which are probably wearing some panties and shit. You're sitting here telling us the opposite. That we need to be understanding of their underlying issues and shit. Are you kidding? You know, everything you said is everything you said, you said was true. And how do you account for some of the overt, nasty, cruel, cruel behavior, inhumane, inhumane behavior that we saw in the past couple of years and shit? How they gleefully rejoice when one of us goes down to bullets or, or a defamation of character or both and shit. Going into the president industrial uh, you know complex and shit, you know, unfairly. How they champion the worst of themselves to embody the worst of what a woman is. Hey, who the fuck are you, man? Now cry me a river, motherfucker. Cry me a river. You know? Are you in and out, you know? Are you in and out of that motherfucking closet? Okay? You beta males, these women are for you. Okay? These are your women. You deal with them. Okay? You you be their therapist and shit. They're not looking for husbands. Okay? They're looking for uh enablers. Okay, your neighbors, right? I'm not saying no hateful shit. But, if, you know, if no woman, if, you know, if a guy's going through shit these days, you know, emotional shit, psychological shit, feeling the weight of the world on the hands. You know what women tell us? They say, I ain't your mother. I ain't your mama. That's what they tell us and shit. So what we're going to tell them, 
I ain't your daddy, okay? And you ain't got no fucking ring on your finger and don't expect one. Get your shit together so that your illegitimate children will have a chance and have a decent relationship because the niggas in your age group got a fucking passport and got the fuck out of here. And the people that's still here, they don't give a shit. They ignore your fucking ass, man. They were looking at idiot box and shit. They were looking at fucking phones. They were looking at goddamn laptops and shit. And just let, uh, you know, whatever this fucking system is, this goddamn matrix we live in, just let it take its course and shit. Do you realize what the fuck you're talking about? That the women you're, you're, you're crying for, they created their own shitty ass problem. But you're not man enough. Okay? You can't handle a black woman and shit. You are not what they want. You're not what they need. They need masculinity. They need a man to look them in the eye and tell them no. This is an interesting article I found this morning. It speaks volumes to a lot of things. And, and, and it falls right in place with the idiots that actually go to this one side. You know, all these so-called black folks, you know, swung over to the Republicans. Okay, I mean, I got no problem with that because I don't like the Democrats either. You know, I mean, they full of crap and so are the Republicans. I mean, no party works for us. Basically, like I said, we need an independent party. But as you can see by this, this, this article, they've uh, proselytized that thinking a lot of black folks have gone this route, you know, agreeing with this shit. You know, that, that we all, that we are white supremacists, white supremacists against our own. No, I mean, people could tell me that's what I am. Because the way I criticize what goes on in a lot of these communities and with, with a lot of people that look like me, but I'm not a supremacist. I'm just telling you the truth. If you don't like the truth, go to hell. But let's hear this anyway. Column White Supremacy Comes in All Colors. 2023 will make this impossible to ignore. Erica Dia Smith, Anita Chabria. Sunday, January 1st. 2023 at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. Kanye West attends an October screening of The Greatest Lie Ever Sold, a movie by far-right influencer Candace Owens that goes after the Black Lives Matter movement and floats conspiracy theories about the murder of George Floyd. Jason Davis slash Getty Images for Daily Wire Plus. Kanye West. Nick Fuentes. Herschel Walker. Kyrie Irving. Enrique Tarrio. If 2020 was the year that George Floyd's murder made us confront systemic racism and 2021 was the year that made us face right-wing terrorism, then 2022 was the year that blew up our collective assumptions about what extremism looks like in the United States. Hate comes in all colors. Columnists Erica D. Smith and Anita Chabria look back and look ahead to the new year as anti-Semitic rhetoric and hate crimes continue to change our understanding of the way political turmoil crosses demographic lines. Chabria, Erica, 
you and I have been talking for a while about how people of color find their way into conspiratorial, far-right movements. Advertisement Last year, you wrote about Larry Elder being the black face of white supremacy when the talk radio show host ran for governor, hoping to replace Gavin Newsom. California voters overwhelmingly rejected Elder in that recall election. So were you surprised to hear Republicans of color from other states mimic his inflammatory rhetoric on the campaign trail in 2022? Smith, not really. It's depressing, but certainly not surprising. During the recall election, I interviewed several black Republicans in California, and many of them predicted that Elder's high-profile candidacy would encourage other conservatives of color to run for office. The only question was whether those conservatives would be moderate or whether they would emulate Elder, with his hardline bombast and friendliness with far-right extremists, including Santa Monica native Stephen Miller. Ultimately, I think what we saw in the midterm elections last year was a mixture of both. Herschel Walker shakes hands with former President Trump in Atlanta in 2021. Walker, who had been endorsed by Trump, lost his bid to represent Georgia in the U.S. Senate during a runoff election in December. Michael Zarilli slash Getty Images On the one hand, Republicans managed to elect more Black members to Congress than at any point since the late 1800s, for what will be a total of five when new members are sworn in this month. Most are, at least on the surface, more restrained in their politics. On the other hand, the black Republican candidate who drew the most attention in 2022 was Herschel Walker, an unabashed promoter of conspiracy theories and an inspiration for football-loving, white supremacists everywhere. Walker thankfully lost his bid to replace Raphael Warnock, another black man and a Democrat, as Georgia's junior senator. But it's telling that Republicans were so shameless about embracing him as some sort of mindless prop, supposed proof that their party couldn't possibly be racist since it had a black man as a candidate. But, I've got to say, when I think of people of color and extremism, the person who most comes to mind is Kanye West, or Yee, as I guess we're calling him these days. What did you think of him sporting that White Lives Matter t-shirt at Paris Fashion Week last year and descending into a series of anti-Semitic rants and conspiracy theories on TV? Oh, and having dinner at Mar-a-Lago with former President Trump and white supremacist podcaster Nick Fuentes? Chabria, ye is complicated. I think you have to ask loaded questions about mental health and exploitation. But ultimately, the reasons matter less than the result because of his far-reaching influence, which emboldened others. Case in point, Nazis dropping a banner off the 405 freeway that read, Kanye is right about the Jews. Unfortunately, anti-Semitism is and always has been a great unifier for extremist movements. Right now, what concerns me most is how anti-Semitism is entwined with the great replacement and groomer conspiracy theories that have become mainstream for conservatives. At the heart of a lot of these falsehoods is the belief that Jewish people are the instigators of whatever problem the theory is about, be it pedophilia or secret plots to overthrow white voters using election fraud. Far-right activist Nick Fuentes holds a rally in Lansing, Michigan in 2020. Nicole Hester slash in Arbor News. Embracing extremism is that they all purport to be about protecting the traditional family structure. 
And by that, I mean straight men in power and women happily subservient to their alpha males. That's a seductive worldview for a certain type of guy, regardless of race. It uses Christianity as its justification, melding the whole mess with Christian nationalism. There's a lot of overlap in these ideologies and a lot of flexibility. I've seen this firsthand with the Proud Boys, some of whom, like their leader, Enrique Tarrio, are Latino, especially in the Central Valley. Over the last few years, they've turned out in increasing numbers at anti-abortion rallies. Now they have an organized campaign against transgender people, centering on drag shows. When I hear them talk, it's often with this grievance-driven narrative that liberalism is attempting to destroy their masculinity and they must protect their children from the same fate. That can encompass rejecting vaccines, requiring women to carry unwanted pregnancies or stopping gender nonconformity. That righteous warrior bit is nothing new, but it's powerful bait for luring others into extremism, and it crosses a lot of demographic and geographic lines. And to be clear, just like white supremacy can co-opt people of color, misogyny can lure plenty of women who support those views of masculinity and family. But I think some people still see that kind of extremism as different from white supremacy. What do you think? Smith, I'd have to agree. At this point, I actually think the definitions of extremism and white supremacy are completely muddled. When most Americans hear those terms, my guess is they envision what they saw on January 6, 2021, with mostly white men and women in mega gear and military fatigues, brazenly sacking the U.S. Capitol. Or maybe the racist, hateful rhetoric spewed by Trump and his many Republican acolytes who remain in Congress. But someone like Yee? While he has been problematic for years, remember his slavery was a choice comment? He also is a Grammy-winning rapper who was performing sold-out shows as recently as February of last year. Same with Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving, who posted a link on social media to a movie rife with anti-Semitism and initially refused to apologize for it. Six months ago, I could have bought his Nike-branded basketball shoes and probably still can on a discount rack somewhere. Brooklyn Nets guard Kyrie Irving before a game in October. Irving posted a link on social media to a movie rife with anti-Semitism and initially refused to apologize for it. Noah K. Murray slash Associated Press. That disconnect? That tendency among some to rationalize and make excuses for celebrities of color, instead of immediately acknowledging that they are sharing dangerous conspiracy theories and having an honest conversation about why. That's how the mainstreaming of extremism happens. That has to change in 2023. Then there's white supremacy. I got a lot of grief when I wrote that Elder was the black face of it. How, hundreds of readers asked me in emails sprinkled with the N-word, can someone be a black white supremacist? Simple. White supremacy is an ideology, a hierarchy of racial power that has been an integral part of this country since its founding, whether Americans want to acknowledge it or not. Anyone of any race can be a prop, a tool, or an enabler of white supremacy, and there have always been volunteers, because proximity to whiteness often pays. That's not to say people of color are a monolith of left-leaning political affiliation. There have always been Black and Latino conservatives, for example. 
But as Republicans continue their quest for non-white candidates and influencers, hoping to prove, usually in the most superficial ways, that their party isn't racist, the people who are making money off this divisiveness are increasingly out in the open. 2023 will make this impossible to ignore. Speaking of quests, can we talk for a moment about California attorney Harmeet Dillon running to be chair of the Republican National Committee? Chabria, I'm mixed race, South Asian and the daughter of an immigrant, similar to Dillon, whose parents emigrated from India. Indian culture is conservative and shares more in common with American evangelism than liberalism, especially on issues such as abortion. It also has deep roots of anti-blackness. For centuries, dark-skinned Indians have been discriminated against. So finding a Trump-supporting South Asian isn't surprising, I've got dozens in my family. But Dylan has taken her mega-obsession next level, as our colleague Mark Baraback explained recently. She has long pushed the idea, in the court of public opinion and in actual courts, that our elections are rife with fraud, which is untrue. If she's elected chair this month, it almost guarantees future claims of rigged voting. She has helped failed Arizona gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake, a Trump Republican, try to contest her loss in court. California attorney Harmeet Dillon, seen at the 2016 Republican National Convention, is running to be chair of the Republican National Committee. Brian Vanderbrug slash Los Angeles Times. Personally, I see in Dylan what you see in Yee, someone benefiting from proximity to whiteness who will ultimately be unpleasantly surprised. Extremists might play nice with people of color along the way, but they will have little need for equality or even tolerance if they solidify power. But if there is anything hopeful in our growing exposure to extremism, it's that those of us who don't buy into it see it for what it is. You said that well, that we can't just call it out, we have to continue to understand the roots of it to create change. We see that in the painful reckoning happening in LA over that racist city hall recording, involving three members of the city council and a labor leader. At heart, that was Latino politicians, Democrats, at that, plotting against black voters. That's been called out as being part of a divisive power structure that younger generations reject. Even just a few years ago, there was a hesitancy to confront any kind of racism that wasn't about white oppression of others. 2022 put an end to that, and that's a good thing. Extremists don't get to own what it means to be an American or a patriot. The more we challenge hate, regardless of who is spewing it, the more we are able to find our commonalities and the shared values that this country should stand for, eventually, someday. Is there anything that gives you hope in this fight? Smith, well, extremism sure doesn't show any signs of slowing down. Not only is Trump running for president, doubling down on his white supremacist platform, but apparently he is too. Meanwhile, the Jewish Federation of Greater Los Angeles has grown so unnerved by the rise in anti-Semitism that it recently launched a citywide billboard campaign to counter hate speech. But, like you said, the fact that we're talking about this stuff at all is cause for optimism. I just hope the conversations can continue in 2023. Here's to a happier new year. Well, you folks said it all there, right? Uh, you know, I... I... I'm gonna focus on ye and whatever y'all call that that idiot. You know, all y'all giving him a pass. I see. 
I've seen all year. Everybody giving him a pass. You know, like, oh, uh, Kanye's this. Kanye. You niggas forgot what he said. You, you niggas actually forgot that he walked around with Candace Owens and White Lives Matter t-shirts. You niggas forgot that he said slavery was a choice. I mean, I'm talking about the Negroes that I've seen on a lot of these uh, social media sites saying how Kanye was right. But you, you, you denounce Barack Obama, but you uplift an asshole like this boy who's got a mental fucking problem. Seriously, I don't give a shit. He's got a mental problem. You know, seriously, something wrong with him. And I'm quite sure his kids back him going to have mental problems because it, it runs in the bloodline. So... But y'all sit up here and ye is this and ye is that. But then you see how they put this up here about Kyrie Irving saying something anti-Semitic, posting something anti-Semitic. He didn't post shit. He reposted a link. He didn't write it. He didn't elaborate on it. He just reposted it. And suddenly he's anti-Semitic. And let me tell you something about them goddamn Jews. Fuck them motherfuckers. Right now, them bastards, them same Jews that y'all so fond of loving and saying, you know, that every time they get somebody don't agree with them, they bring up that Holocaust, their Holocaust, and that's anti-Semitic. Them same bastards right now, under their new fucking leader, Netanyahu, same racist, hateful motherfucker, them same damn Jews right now denounce a proclamation by the United Nations about them taking land from the Palestinians. And the first thing Netanyahu said that he's going to build more Jewish settlements on Palestinian land. But y'all, but you know, everybody's supposed to feel sorry for the motherfuckers. I don't feel shit. And the Mexicans. There's another thing, like you said, California. All the ambassadors, before they didn't say shit, now they got but a bit of majority, basically. They're beating black people's asses, you know, and everything else. And then, he's, like I said, they had this situation in the city council where they, were, they didn't know the mics were still on. They were talking shit about the black folk. How they going to fuck them? But, you know, we had so many of y'all bending over backwards. Now, this way, I agree with the Republicans. They, they let them motherfuckers in. Open the border. Them post army folks. And I told you, Negroes. Last year, the politicians, I could give a fuck less about the people. They should stay their monkey ass where they come from. Change the shit in their own country. I mean, that's what y'all tell the Haitians and the Africans. So why not it work for others? But Negroes that's in power or think they have power that's in Congress and the Senate, they sit their dumb ass up there and go along with the program. They'll, they'll renounce their own and uplift the others. And then there's this, this uh, the Indian, you know, you're seeing East Indians, Pakistanis, and that's, that's the truth. They are the most racist motherfucking devils on the planet that's in Asia. You talk about Chinese and shit, they racist. They can't even come one-eighth of being racist as them fuckers in India. Them nasty bastards in India. I hate to say it, I know some decent Indians out here, but they know it. The way they treat black people over there, it's way just it's, it's, it's on a it's on a level with the goddamn uh, slavery here. You know, 
Look at the Indian movies. What you see, all that wannabe white motherfuckers dancing and jumping around. The black guys are always the villain. You ever notice that? The darker Indians are the villains. None of them are a hero. And they always filming them in the worst goddamn conditions, the nastiest places and everything else. Like them motherfuckers that want to be white ain't nasty. They nasty Yeah, too. I did that one already. But they hate black folks. I don't know, like you said, Kamala Harris. I don't know what her deal, her deal is. She might be a decent person. I don't know. I mean, I know some Indians that are pretty decent. They don't, as a matter of fact, they left their goddamn country because of the hate of black people, of black Indians. Because they family didn't want them married into black people, they left and didn't go back because they hate that. Their people were like that. Like the young lady said, she got a lot of them fuckers in her family. But like I said, you know, you guys, you see how they prophesize in this so that a lot of people start going, well, ye said this, that's going ye. And this is a young man that's completely off his gourd. Seriously. He's completely insane. I expect this fucker to jump off a building one day and I could give a shit less because I don't, you know, I don't listen to him. I don't pay attention to him. Basically, I don't listen to nobody. I hear what you say. I run it through my mind, but I don't follow what you say. If I don't like it, I don't like it. If I like it, I think it's okay. Hey, I'll go along with that. But a lot of you people don't get it. This is how they push you. Now, all of a sudden, white supremacy has become a black people problem. See, they're saying people of color, but you know it's really Both of these ladies really need to just point out the truth. They pointed to be black people uh, actually agreeing with this shit. Basically, that's what they're saying. That a lot of black people agree with white supremacy. Mm-hmm. That, that's what it's basically saying. <coughs> and they want you to go along with that program. That a lot of black people agree with white supremacy. They've changed their view, their views on them. They think the white supremacists are all right. I mean, you got the Latinos that think that way. But Jack like said also, they're going to get a rude awakening. Once they get used like the white man does, they're going to throw them bastards back into the goddamn well. All of them. You know, they can go along with the program all they want. I can give a shit less. Because, you know, I've, I've warned you before. I've been warning you for the last 10, 15 years, but nobody seems to want to listen. But like I said, but you 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 will jump on somebody's case that has more, what I'll say, uh, more better credentials than a goddamn rap star. I mean that 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 really happens. You know, that that's 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 akin to you fuckers will go along with these so-called rappers, mass little bastards they are, calling women bitches, hoes, and each other niggas and motherfuckers before you go along with a guy singing a church song. A black guy, right? I mean, it's the truth, right? I mean, that church song could be touching as hell. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about church songs. Some of those songs could be touching as hell. Let me get to you. But you won't prop up that person you're proper of this negative motherfucker, just like ye. Ye is a negative bastard. That's what he is. 
Now, the guy in California, I don't know who is running for governor. I don't know anything about his politics. But if he, if he espoused what uh, Trump was saying and played on that, then he, that should change him right now. He's playing for a sucker. He plays into the big pot. He don't plays into your pot. He don't give a fuck about how you feel. Any black Republican that plays into that shit, I'm saying it. They plan into the hand to get them what they want. Not you anything. Serious. Because basically, they're only playing it to the white people because they know the white folks will back them. Democrats play to the Negroes because they know the Negroes will back them. And both of them are lying like a motherfucker. <laughs> they ain't going to do shit for us. All I'm going to do is get their own little pockets filled up, give a couple of their cronies whatever they need, and the masses of black folks, once again, will be fucked. As usual. That's how the country works for us. And y'all still have the same argument later on down the line about, you know, uh, people of color, which I really don't get that because nobody gives a fuck about us. And I keep telling you Negroes this. Now well, finally people started to figure out. It's too late though. Just like you, you saw this part where it says, you know, anti uh, gay or whatever shit that is. And how the white women, yeah, the white women are following the men right onto that. You know, you see that in the elections. Them same white fucking bitches. Now I'm going to call them bitches. Them same white bitches that told young ladies my age back in the late 70s. I mean, sorry, early 70s. Do not push that feminist agenda because it's going to bite you in your black ass. I didn't say it like that. I said, sisters, don't push this agenda because it's not for you. When they get their shit, they're going to dump you like a hot piece of a hot piece of coal. And what is it right now? Yes. They dump you. All these white, white-ass women in power or whatever, they don't give a fuck about you nigga women. Because they call they can say you nigger women. They don't give a fuck. You ain't black. You just nigger women. Whenever they come around you, they're trying to see how you think. Because they know you have a great influence on what happens in the black communities. The intelligent ones, not the bottom line ones. They, don't, they know you niggas is just niggas. <laughs> but they come around intelligent black women, they know that you got your feet on the pulse of the black community. Your ear on the pulse. I'm sorry, whatever. Or finger on the pulse. But they don't mean you no good. But they'll come and talk that sisterhood shit and y'all follow along. And you get screwed. So I'm just telling y'all, you know, you can you can do what you wish. You can read this for yourself. You can pull it back down and read it for yourself. I'm not telling you nothing that you should know. I'm just telling you what you should know. That none of these parties means us any good. And we sure can't keep going on this this damn theory. Like, I keep saying this in every one of my posts about trying to save all these niggas in the street. These ones that's really doing really harm to us behind us. That's killing, murdering, destroying 
Because we can't find a war on both ends. I keep telling y'all that. But it seems like y'all keep on wanting to save these motherfuckers and make excuses for them. I don't care. There is no more excuses. This is 2023. Every motherfucker should have some idea of what's going on. If they don't, that means they don't want to have an idea. They're content with doing what they're doing. And they're not going to change it. And no matter what you say or do for them, they ain't going to change. So you might as well go with the right flow. But that's just my opinion. I said, you know, you can read this for yourselves. And, you know, you analyze it. Like I said, all these people doing right here in this is throwing the goddamn ball back in our court. Anti, I mean, what is it? Uh, Anti-Semitism is on us. White supremacy, we 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 help we help fester it going. You see what I'm saying? Everything falls back to black people. Because everybody don't like you because we help do this. See, them few Republicans, they 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 must be pushing. White supremacy. That's what white white racists say. Y'all love it. Y'all, 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 them guys believe Herschel believes us. And them, and ye believes us. You know, all that shit, you know. So what can I tell you? When you got this going on, we ain't gonna never have nothing going for us. Okay. Share, believe, inspire. Max B. We got another one. Hold on. It wasn't even her house. And that's fitting on. She went and got her a blow. No, man. Dead on the porch. That's fentanyl. That death challenge that they do on TikTok that these cats are doing, where they go to a family member and pretend that somebody's dead, that, that's, that's one of the reasons that's not cool, but the people are really dying out of the very young ages. Did y'all see the one where Angela Bassett's son pranked her by saying that Michael B. Jordan died? And uh, hold on, let me show let me show you guys this. She manny it up. Let me show y'all this. This is uh, Angela Manny Bassett's up. son. The court Bassett's son. Hold on. Angela Bassett's son pranked her said Michael on. B. Jordan died. But this was a prank. This is what I like. A TikTok prank that the young ones are doing. Hold on. Wait, mom, did you did you hear this? Michael Jordan dead at any point. I would have beat his ass. Especially in this situation. I would have beat his ass. She worked with Michael B. Jordan. She was our brother Chadwick, who just died a year or so ago. So, you know, yeah, that was real corny. Yeah, that was corny as hell. I would have beat his ass. Especially in my next time. To this corny. 
Drake bomb into a basket. That nigga's a king of corny, babe. Yeah, so I guess he could so, you know, call it. Yeah, he does. He made an apology video. Something happened. They done done. They put the bangs on his ass because he made an apology video about the crime. Hold on. Oh, good. She got a black ass. Hold on. 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 Hold Ramifications of this of her actions upon his family, nor my parents is able to join the backlash together. I I own this was a mistake and I hope this can be a teaching lesson to anyone else who uses social media as a tool and a source of entertainment to to, to truly understand that your actions can have consequences that extend you. She was kicking his ass like she was kicking like Turner's ass and what's love got to do with it? my actions may have caused Mr. Jordan or my parents or any anyone else who could have been involved in this and I'm truly, truly and sincerely sorry and I apologize. Thank you. Well they snatched this little ass up. Oh, they snatched this little ass up and gave him something. Boy, that was corny. Man, that was mad corny. You don't do that, dude. Y'all, y'all look. My my young TikTokers, that's Fentanyl. Oh, that's that's so corny. Oh God, that's so damn corny. But yeah, she got his ass. She got his ass. Um, right after he got off that TikTok, she TikTok his ass. <laughs> she did. She did him. Wait, she did him like this when he got off. When he got off TikTok, hold on. She and Angela did his little ass like this. Hold on. When she did him like this, <laughs> Angela got off TikTok and got into him like this. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. She got him. <laughs> she was doing it like that. She put the bangs on him. She put the bangs on him. <laughs> she kicked his ass all across the room. <laughs> Man, that, that's corny. You don't do that, guys. It's a very corny trend that you guys got going on. It's corny, it's lame, and it's not funny. But I digress, ladies and gentlemen. I digress as far as that. Um, before I get into the main topic, well, you know, let's get into the main topic. Let me get into the main topic. Let's, let's get into the main topic. The main topic, we're talking about New Year Purge tactics. It's the new year right now. It's a new year right now. We're seeing some stuff going on. Out in Arkansas, in a small town, they had the mayor. The town has like a thousand people, a very small town. But the mayor, this black mayor, you know, they have these banners that they put out here. 
So somebody put a banner in her back. She's up here talking about the crime. The crime is so intense in this small town. So they're going to have a curfew. They're going to implement a mandatory curfew from like 8 at night. To some, I'm going to let y'all hear it. All right? I'm going to let you guys hear this. They're going to have a curfew. Now, they do this in all black towns. Now, this town is predominantly basically all black. There's only like 100 white people there. So this looks like some kind of real-time testing. They'll test out certain things in small cities that's predominantly black before they roll it out nationwide to other bigger cities. And they, they roll it out just to kind of see the energy and the vibe and the pushback that they get from it. All right? And then they measure it. So look at this here. Where is my thing? Let me, let me play this thing. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? All right. So it's Eudora, Eudora, Arkansas. So we got the black mayor here <coughs> in a small town talking about a curfew that's mandatory. Listen. Are well aware, our city has been recently plagued with senseless acts of violence, which has led me to declare a state of civil emergency curfew effectively renewed for all citizens between the hours of 8 p.m. and 6 a.m. The only exceptions will be for medical emergencies and for employees. The warning statute will be strictly enforced from this time at 6 a.m. for all citizens between the hours of 8 p.m. and 6 a.m. The only exceptions will be for medical emergencies and for employees. The loitering statute will be strictly enforced during this time, and a copy of that statute can be picked up at City Hall. Should you be caught during curfew hours, you will be subject to being stopped and searched. Other agencies have been contacted in order to assist with this endeavor. There will be a town hall meeting on Thursday, December 29th at 6 p.m. at the Commerce Building to give an update to all citizens about the recent acts of violence that have occurred in our city. Please, ma'am, please, sir, your assistance board is greatly appreciated and it is needed. If you have any information that can be used towards a possible arrest. That officer on the far right is looking like a black one. Like, hey, man, I don't want to be out here at night. I might get picked up. Please contact Bill Saylor of the Little Rock, Arkansas State Police or call the Arkansas State Police tip hotline at 501-618-8000. Please help us bring these census acts of crime to a stop. Thank you. All right, so family, that's that's purge talk. That sounds extremely unconstitutional. Now notice they pull this type of stuff from predominantly black cities. Whenever you hear something like this, some kind of mandatory curfew, they're gonna do it in a predominantly black town. That's extremely unconstitutional and, and how does that stop crime? You understand? How does that actually stop crime? Because if somebody wants to go shoot somebody, they just go down a curfew. You just go there and shoot them. And you, you're already in the process of committing a crime. If you don't commit a murder, you'll break a curfew. Right? If you're willing to break a break the law by committing murder, 
What's going to stop you from breaking a curfew? That's extremely unconstitutional. And they pull that in black cities. Y'all understand, anytime they want to implement something on a massive scale, they test it out in these little small black towns first. That's predominantly black. There's a reason why they did the experiments in Tuskegee. For capital, Tuskegee has always been like 90% black. Yeah. They go to these towns where they know that whatever they do will have damage zero or at, at worst very minimal effect on any white citizens. We get the stuff, the Tuskegee thing out there, um, the water thing out there in um, small town Mississippi. If you did, they do these experimental things, these shock testing things to see how they go down in these small black cities. So now it's the one big Negro theory. So now, if I'm a law abiding citizen, which most black people are, most of us are law abiding citizens. I can't go visit a friend because of a damn some criminal that I don't know. We all have to be punished because the police ain't doing their job. You know, your job is to, to catch the criminal element you know, and alleviate the criminal element by picking the people out who's committing the actual crime. They don't really do that. That's why you, most of the people you see shot by the police. They're not going to commit a crime. Most of these unarmed people, they're not committing crimes. The criminal class, they are protected by police for the most part. Uh, you understand? The criminal class within black society, let's keep it above, they're protected by the police. The police love using the criminal element because they're useful enemies. You can use the criminal element to get a, a whole bunch of other black people in them. The criminal element within black society is one of the most protected classes in our community. You can get the criminal to snitch on others. You can get the criminal to actually commit crimes for you. Criminals are protected. Look at the young thug tribe. All half those niggas that got arrested, they're all out. They're the main plea deals. They're protected right now. You understand? How many of those dudes with young stoner life, YSL, how many of them are out and protected right now? Every other day, somebody has got a deal and they're protected. They are right now. Chilling, working on a new album. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. The criminal element is protected. That Eric Holder dude who killed our brother Nipsey. It's okay. Remember, he didn't jail back and forth, and Nipsey didn't want to rock with him because Nipsey knew he was a snitch. Everybody knew that the dude had cut some kind of deal with police. You did? He was protected. And even when they arrested him, remember, look at how gentle they were with that guy. Look at how they protected the guy. The guy still being protected. The criminal element is protected, man. That's the problem. 
So when we defend ourselves from the criminal element, we get accused of being a participant of black on black crime. You see? This is why, ladies and gentlemen, we have to have resources so that we can police our own communities. This is why it's so very important that we police our communities. We get the resources that we need in order to make sure that our community is safe. The same way that Native American tribes, and I'm talking about the Red Native Americans, how they have their own police force, they can work out their issues among their own people. State police and those people are not supposed to be on those Indian reservations. The federal police can come through, the federal police can come through, but local police are not supposed to be on those reservations. You see? Yeah, but the criminal element, they're very well protected. William O'Neill, yeah, those people. They're very protected. And that's the problem. We have to be punished because of the criminal element that's being protected by the system. See the trick bag they put us in? That's the way to contain all of us. They use these people to contain and to control all of us. You see? This is why it's so very important that we, while we're working on getting our reparations, we have to network as a community. We have to get our resources together. We have to know who the progressive people are so that we can reach out to each other and be on code with each other, family. This is why we need to start doing business with as many of us as we can do business with. That's how we build an economic stronghold and an economic base. And then we can start protecting ourselves in spite of the federal deprivation of our resources that we don't get to protect ourselves from the state. We have to make the initiative to start looking out for each other. And that's going to take some resources. You understand? We have to start taking the initiative on our own while we, and we're definitely waiting on our paper from the dominant society. But while we're waiting, we got to start rolling with each other, looking out for each other, doing business with each other, networking with each other, ladies and gentlemen, so that we don't have mammies out here that white society implements as mayors in these towns to do their dirty work for them. They do their dirty work for them. In um, Ohio, as you know, there's a story going on of the little boy, 13 years old, he got shot in the back, shot and killed by a, a suspected white supremacist. They immediately dropped the charges on the suspected white supremacist without any explanation. They just dropped the charges on him. They said because the, the, the white man said it was self-defense, but he didn't elaborate on it. And they're dragging ass about doing an autopsy on the 13-year-old child and all of this stuff, man. So this is a story that we got to really be on top of. What's the judge name? Because the judge who signed off on letting the, the race so not the race so but the suspected white supremacist, the judge that signed off on him getting out was a black judge. What's the judge's name, guys? I, I had the guy's name, I forgot. What's that judge's name? What's his name? In Ohio. Somebody in the chat room helping me. The little boy's name is Sinzay Reed. What's that judge's name? 
Because again, they'll get these black judges to do the dirty work for them, these black prosecutors to do the dirty work for them. See, this is why it's not all about having a, a black face in a high place. It's about all of us, or a large group of us, having the resources to move things on a power level. You see? What's the judge's name? I need somebody to help me with that judge's name. What's the judge Bootleg? What's that judge's name? Somebody's going to give it to me in a minute. Somebody's going to give me that in a minute. Shout out. I've got a lot of folks in the room right now. Yeah, that happened in Columbus, Ohio. What's that? Somebody, well, you know somebody to give me that judge's name. And again, yeah, I, I had his name the other day. And again, Mike McAllister, that's his name. That's his name. That's his name. That's his name. Yep, Judge Mike McAllister. Yep. Hold on. Hold on. Judge Mike McAllister. So, yeah, this judge out there, he done deleted a lot of his social media, by the way. Yeah, this judge has deleted a lot of his social media. All right. Yeah, this is, this is him. Judge Mike McAllister. All right. So he deleted a lot of his social media because he was on his um I saw some of his Facebook stuff before it got deleted. And boy, he's all skinning and grinning with white folks left and right. All I'm talking about skinning and grinning. Big time. Well, I wish I could find those pictures of a lot of those pictures at home because they're scrubbing the internet from this of this guy's stuff. They're scrubbing the internet, but this dude was skinning and a grinning. Hold on, let me see if I can find some pictures of him. Uh, where is it? Okay, yeah, they, they done scrubbed a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm looking at that hairline. I'm trying to see where this dude's family from. To be honest, I'm trying to see where his family is from. Oh, yeah, we got. There's some pictures that's, that's kind of blurry, but that's a cool smile. Where's his family from, family? That's, I, I don't know if this woman is his wife. He has a bunch of pictures with her. And see, when you go to, um, when you try to go to the Facebook page, uh, hold on, it won't let you go on it. Hold on. But yeah, this dude is skinning and grinning with a lot of people in the dominant society. All right. And that, that hairline looks a little questionable. That hairline looks a tad bit questionable. Where's your family from? Yeah, I I I, I smell oxtail. I smell some oxtails too. I smell oxtails too. I smell mammy. Oh yeah, right here. This this white woman right here. He has multiple pictures with her. So I don't know if this is. Is this is significant? Oh, hold on, this is another picture of him and her. It's the same woman. So yeah, when he got on them kind of sambo shades, yeah, who is this dude? Who is this dude? Who's his people? Who is this dude and who's his people? I want to know where he's from. You know? And again, he's he's scrubbed the internet for of a lot of information. All right. 
brought a lot of information off the internet. Because I guess the pressure is on him, so he, he took the social media back. But see, family, we have to watch that story very closely because we cannot let them set a precedent out there in Ohio. They've already killed our Rice. young son, Tamir Rice, and got away with it. We can't, shout out to my brother Ola. We can't let this be a precedent where these people let random white people kill our children and let the race soldiers and the white supremacists go. And then they get these questionable people who are black to be their front people. Do you see? And when we start saying, hey, wait a minute, y'all just let this suspected white supremacist loose for killing a black child? Well, the, the judge was black, the judge did. The judge might be a tenant. Who's this judge? You see? Who's this damn judge? Huh? Anybody that ain't right, man. So we gotta start. This is why we have to look at people's backgrounds, man. He didn't even pay attention to what the fuck This is why we have to look at Just let him go. He did it. They say do it, so he did it. That's all that was. No, they I said do it, so I did it. But they told me to, but I did it. We talked about some months ago where That's all that was. They said so. They took her, her son and I to did. this white woman's house, and she's a swimming instructor. And I, I, I told black people, y'all got to stop doing that. I can't go up in white people's houses with kids. You can't send your kids up in white people's houses by themselves. That's just a reality. Because you never know. You don't know if that person's a white supremacist. And if, if the climate we're in, we're just not really willing to take a risk like that. So I think the mother was told she couldn't come in. She had to drop the boy off, four-year-old boy. The boy ended up dead, drowned in the pool. I had to kill that bitch. Boy drowned in I had to kill that bitch, and I burn her in that goddamn house. The black kid ends up dead, a fractured skull, something happens to him. And then, in this case, surprisingly, the, the white woman actually not charged. She's been charged with connection to the death. <coughs> Ancestral spirit. Oh, good. This woman actually got charged, which is rare. That's a good thing. Let's start this year off good punishing suspected white supremacists. I'm glad she got charged. But family, we got to be very careful about where you send your children. And there was another case, family. Where this sister sent her, she has a special needs son, he's 12. She sent him to a tennis program where police officers are there volunteering. And they ended up giving the little boy up, putting him in handcuffs and rubbing him up a little bit. Let me show y'all this. And, and this is a devious thing to do to your children. All right, look at this. Look at this case here. Hold on. Hold on one second. This was in Richmond, Virginia. This sister has a special needs son, no, 12 years old. And police are investigating after a 12 year old with autism suffered a concussion during an interaction with officers. Our Melissa Hiblet spoke with the boy's mother tonight and tells us what happened. He loved the beach. She 
Angela Jackson wanted her son who has autism to feel comfortable around police officers. Her uncle was an officer. Dumb. Dumb That's bitch. Dumb. Dumb bitch. And she has a lot of respect for what they do. I wanted her to have a positive view of police officers. That's dumb. And I, I'm calling cap on that. I don't think that was her intention. I think she's full of it. And not all of the negativity that we see on TV. So she signed him up for the after-school tennis program at VCU, where officers from the Richmond Police Department volunteer through the Richmond Police Athletic League. My son is interested in tennis, and this will be his second year. But on November 3rd, Jackson showed up at the tennis courts to find her son on the ground in handcuffs. We are going to be um, you know, you see him. This woman ain't shit, man. I'm gonna be real. That woman ain't about shit. Tennis program that her son was getting frustrated while working on his serve, and they told him to practice off to the side, but she's unclear on what happened next. Her son says one of the police officers raised her voice at him, and he started to walk away from her. He knows in time to self-regulate, to walk away from the situation. She may have thought he was being defiant. After that, Jackson says her son says the officer grabbed him. When I got here, my son was handcuffed on the ground right behind where that fence is open at. There was an officer holding his head. There was an officer on his left leg, someone on his right leg. There was an officer on his right side. It is your fault, ma'am. Holding his shoulders down. And then there was another officer standing up. Jackson says Richmond police told her that her son had Where 
these single women out here who don't tell what their background is. They got these <laughs> black men who got some kind of mental issues, special needs issues. And then they're calling the police. Well, I can't handle it. I, he was having an episode. I had I don't know what to call. I had to call the police. You know what you're doing. Now, I think something like that happened in either Philly or Because this whole thing about, well, we got to get together. You know, we got to get together with the right mind. <laughs> we don't have to get together unless in the immediate told us about this. Only get together with black people who are constructive. Y'all better get together and talk about something constructive. That's the only time we're supposed to get together. Getting down to Dallas, everything is going to be constructive. Yes, we're going to we're going to talk about we're going to have a seminar about mental health. We're going to have a seminar with lawyers talking about gun rights. We're going to have a seminar with, with First Amendment people, gun rights people. We're going to have um, a nutrition seminar, holistic health seminar. Um, Riza, he confirmed he's coming down. Brother Riza Islam, Boyce is coming, Boyce and his wife. Shout out to my brother Boyce. Um, oh my God, it's been, we're going to be talking about so many things, so many workshops. Um, and then we're going to have the main event um, <coughs> starting at 7 on the main stage with us doing lectures and just dropping game. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about education, a lot of constructive stuff, everything is constructive. When you leave there, you're going to be in power. <coughs> We're going to have so many workshops, just, just workshops all day, man. Workshops all day, good vendors, um, food vendors out there. The food vendors are going to clean up, whoever the food vendors are, man. And we got some great vending rates, man. We got very reasonable rates. Man, food vendors, they're going to come out there and just make a grip. Because when we did the, um, the conference in, in Atlanta 2020, we couldn't have food vendors out there. The ones that we had, they didn't have food that was already kind of boxed up. The, the, the infamous red velvet cupcake lady, that lady made a grip. That lady made a grip. That sister had to go had to go back and forth to her. I don't know where she was cooking the stuff. She was baking the stuff. I don't know. I don't know if she had a kitchen set up in her hotel. I don't know how she was doing it. But the system was going back and forth, baking cupcakes because she was selling so many of them. I mean, we were running that system around. So I I wish we had a, had more food vendors there. But Dallas, the food vendors are going to clean up. The food vendors are going to clean up down in Dallas. Amen. And it's going to be a phenomenal event. Oh, yeah, we're going to record it. We're going to record it. We're going to record it. So I look forward to getting around a lot of the like-minded people, the brothers and sisters out there in Dallas. Because you're getting together without a purpose means nothing. Getting together with a bunch of off-code people means nothing. Amen? And this is why I'm glad we are getting our stuff together. We're getting our codification together as Foundation of Black Americans because what happens is that starts to get other people and that gets their mind When we get our stuff together, which is what we're doing, other people are now stepping to us differently because we're checking everybody now. Because now <laughs> there's been a sense of pride put back into our ethnic culture. So now we're not allowing people to talk crazy 
to us like they've been doing. This is why the whole thing with income, people are going in on income. This is why people are going in on income. Anybody who says something about foundational black Americans crazy, they get the business. And rightfully so. And now people, when you interact with us or even speak on us, you gotta speak with some damn respect. We're not playing games no because we've been disrespecting long enough, especially people who look like us, who's supposed to be our allies. They come in with the disrespect, and we're like, no, we're not having that no more. We're not going to have disrespect from the dominant white society, and we're not going to have disrespect from people within our um, black societal global culture. <coughs> you see? We're checking that. And all of the people globally, there's a lot of people that's people who tell their energy against people who are global, who respect what we're doing, as you should. They respect it. You gotta respect it. You understand? You gotta respect it. There's people who's rocking with us. There's people who respect our reparations movement, even though you do have some, some tether-minded people who try to undermine our reparations, which y'all shouldn't be doing. Y'all better understand this. Y'all need to be popping your collar towards us getting reparations because look, once we get our reparations, then we're going to get, we're going to get reparations. That's going to happen. Then we can start assisting you in getting yours. Do you understand what I'm saying? We can start assisting you in getting yours. What my UK people see? There's a reason why they banned me from the UK. They don't want me giving people no ideas. You see. Well, I wonder when I go back to the UK if they ever let me back in. I don't know how long the ban is. And shout out to shout out to Tony Warner. That's our brother. He did a, a walking tour with us when we went out there. He did a walking tour with us the last time I was out there, which was years ago. He does a Black History Walks in London. And um, he wrote a book and he mentions hidden colors. His brother was inspired by hidden colors. Shout out to him. So we got riders out there. We got some riders out there. Look up my brother Tony Warner, who's out there. He does um, a walking tour in uh, London. Good brother. We got some good allies out there. Yeah, I'm still banned, but listen. Yeah, they don't want me going out there because when I get back out there, I'm going to start telling y'all, my UK brothers and sisters, how the UK needs to be giving y'all not just reparations for slavery. Yeah, y'all definitely need reparations for slavery. And colonization as well. But the Windrush people, all y'all who came during the, the Windrush, where my Windrush, my Windrush families, they came right around what, World War II, that Windrush wave. Some of my black folks out there in the UK, your families were the ones who actually built up Britain. You understand what I'm saying? Remember, Britain, Europe was kind of decimated after World War II. It was kind of decimated after World War II. Yeah? They were down bad. And the brothers and sisters who came during the Red Rush, they helped build it up back then. They helped win the labor. Yeah, your dad is a Red Rush baby? Yeah. Yeah, they helped build it back up. <coughs> You did. They need to get some compensation too. Uh -huh. 
Maybe it gets some compensation too. Those Windrush families. You know what we coming out there talking like that? Oh, they're, oh yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna definitely have Brother Cabo come down to Dallas. Of course, I don't need nothing about Brother Cabo and Brother James Small and all these people. Yeah, so I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'm gonna have to holler at them. You know, we're gonna help you get yours too. Because the UK, they owe some money over here too. France too. I talked about that before. We're gonna holler at them. We're gonna holler at them. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason why these folks are um, and me because you know I, I was I was with the college. This weekend, I was chopping up some gang with a colleague, <clears throat> and uh, my colleague is really clicked in into the political thing. Really clicked in on a lot of these political things, and um, my colleague is a real insider, a real believer, insider, anywhere, and. A colleague brought something to my attention, like telling me how at some of these think tanks, some of these big money think tanks, these folks be in here, these white people who are running, these are white people running these. I'm talking about the white think tanks, the big money ones. They told me they'd have been in these meetings with them, they'd have been in there, that these folks at these think tanks be sitting up here discussing <coughs> me and discussing ways on how to discredit me. My colleague, I forgot how it came up, we were talking about something like, yeah, you know, at, at such and such, at, at this foundation, this thing, there was a whole meeting about you. They're meeting, and you know, the name of the game was trying to discredit you, and they, they're having a hard time to discredit you. Yeah, it was a real, it was a real heavy stuff. Oh. It was a real heavy stuff. And one of the issues that they were, that they had a problem with is because, and this is what they were saying to each other, I'm not connected to your corporate entity, and that's the problem. Yeah, my colleague told me this. One of my colleagues told me this. Somebody that I'm, I, I do business with, I'm doing it. Yeah? And they were like, yeah. They, they have these whole discussions where they're like, they, they got to try to discredit me. They have whole meetings about how they want to discredit me. Because and one of the problems that they have is that I'm not, they verbally said this, I'm not connected to some corporate entity, so you just can't call the corporate boss and fire me. And none of their shaming tactics work. This is what my colleague told me. Usually what they'll try to do is use shaming tactics, and none of their shaming tactics work. And they've been having a problem with that. Why they're like, why is this stuff not why why are shaming tactics not really working with this guy? Yeah. So they really don't have an effective strategy. So now I guess the, the name of the game is just just to boggle people down with misinformation. But my colleague told me that one thing, one main thing they wanted to do was use my books. 
to try to spin stuff from my books to try to discredit me. This is what white think tanks do. This is why they'll bring up Narda Magnet. Whenever you see folks bringing up Narda Magnet or whatever, and then trying to put some spin on it, that's coming from these white think tanks, which I kind of knew because Fox News tried to do that. Well, you wrote this book, man. Stop it. So that's been a tactic that they've been using that, that kind of failed. It, it just doesn't work. Yeah. You, you see? So they are kind of frustrated because they're like, how come I, this guy is influential? He'll tweet something and it'll go viral. Or I will tweet something about or, or publicly speak about a certain incident. And then all of a sudden, the international media gets on it. They don't like that type of stuff. Just like the case in Ohio. The case in Ohio with the black kid getting killed by this suspected white supremacist, this happened months ago. That was the media successfully buried that. The media buried that story. They were like, we just we don't say nothing, it goes away. I got I, I picked up on that story and started putting it out there. Now the international media got on it. So now it's a thing now. So now it's a thing. And then the media out there, they were like, oh that controversial Tariq, all that race baiting son of a Oh. You know? So they got upset that I made it a thing. They don't like that when somebody can do that. Yeah. So my colleague confirmed something I already knew. I already knew that a lot of this stuff was coming from think tanks, and my colleague confirmed it. Like, yes. Yes. I've been there, I've been in the meetings. I've been there, they said I've been talking about your books and what they can do to discredit you and all that. A lot of stuff ain't working, the shaming tactics ain't working. Yes, my colleague told me all of this stuff. Well, it's very interesting. But again, I, the talking points, because you know, when you see the same talking points coming from different places, you know, that's not a, it's not a coincidence. You know, that's not a coincidence. And usually with black folks, you can shut them up by either calling their boss, which I don't have one, or you give them some money and then threaten to take the money away from them, which I don't really need their money. Yeah. See, then what Kanye do. Kanye says something they and taking our billions of dollars back. They'll pull that move. Okay, but you don't do what we say, we're going to take your basketball contract and then make you donate half a million dollars to this organization here and try to play that game. You see? They don't like when we are empowered and when we preach empowerment because that's how we protect ourselves. You see? That's how we protect ourselves, by being empowered and being on code with each other. Yeah, I'm not a puppet that they can control. They can't just throw some money at me and I'm just going to dance for the money. They don't even know they don't me. And they don't like that. And then I keep putting out successful projects. And that's the thing that really kills me. And I can put out the successful projects without their help. 
That's really good. Okay? Because I don't have to go to the mainstream media to put out a successful project. They don't like that. They do not like that. That's why I got banned from the UK. When did I get banned? Right after Hit Colors 5 came out. When they saw the wave that it was making over here, they were like, well, look, we ain't the US. Y'all can play this covert game with that Negro all you want to. We're just publicly saying, nigga, you can't come here. We're just making no. Yeah. We're just making no. We don't want you here. We don't we don't want you in the country today. <laughs> they ain't, we ain't gonna do no big tank. We ain't gonna be behind closed doors. We open about it. You can't come. You land on you you're gonna be detained. And then they told me straight up and down, I can't even do a flyover. I can't even do a layover. Maybe I can't even exchange planes with you. I can't go nowhere near UK soil. And for what? I don't have an organization. Um, um, don't have any criminal indictments. And I don't do hate speech. And only because they think that I am too influential and I am not bought and paid for. Yeah. Now, family, if y'all ever see me cooning, I'm gonna, if y'all see me on TV cooning, that means I'm in distress. All right. So, family, I'm gonna give y'all a cool signal. Okay. Look, family, if, if y'all ever see me on TV and I look like I'm cooning, that means that I'm in danger. So, let me give y'all a signal to know that I'm in danger. So, if I'm on TV, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a, I'm gonna give a ear tuck and an eye buck. All right, I'm gonna tuck the ear, buck the eyes real quick. That's gonna be my signal to let y'all know that there's a problem. All right, if y'all see me on TV, first of all, um, all police ain't bad. Um, they all lives matter, and I think if we just stop all this black on black crime, we can all get together. I'm going to do it real slick. I'm going to do it real slick to let y'all know I'm in distress. All right? <laughs> okay, so look, know that there's a problem. The intake and the eyeball. All right? If, y'all, if I give the signal, y'all come get me. All right? Come help. That means I'm in danger. All right? That means I need y'all to pull up. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do a real slick, though. If y'all see me with Candace Owens, hey, Candace Owens and I, we are going to go out here and we're going to do a new Blexit. We are going to Blexit from crime as a black community. I'm going to tuck hard. I'm going to just, help, help. If y'all see me with Candace Owens, I'm gonna have to do break character and just be like, fuck all this. Help! They got a gun on me. Pimp down. Pimp in distress. <laughs> there you go. If y'all ever see me with Candace Owens, just come on. All right? If y'all see me, the minute you see me standing with Candace Owens, just get, get everybody in the car and just drive. Just drive to where I am. Before I don't even have to give a signal. It's a problem. That's a cold red, nigga. 
Come get me. You there? So yeah, if you ever see me go there, that, that's a problem. Well, yeah, you know, they, they can't get me the button dance. You know, that's their problem. They can't get me the button dance. I don't want to. We ain't in heaven. We got damn near 6,000 people in But listen, listen. Listen, it's not all about everybody getting together. It's not all about everybody getting together. We got to get together the people who are on code. So, <coughs> if we're going to click up with our brothers and sisters globally, you got you to be codified. You got to be codified because we show love. When we go over to the motherland, we show love. And we have a lot of janky behavior coming back. Um, Meek Mill was, was over there in um, Ghana, right? He was over there in Ghana. And, you know, people showing him love. People kind of rushing him. It got kind of hectic a little bit. And then somebody stole his phone. Somebody pickpocketed him for his phone. And he even tweeted. Hold on. Let me show y'all the tweet. This is the initial tweet. Meek Mill was like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's in Ghana. He's like, oh, they pickpocketed me for my phone. Bring that job back if you got it. So we started reporting on it. I, I tweeted, damn, Meek Mill. And this is my tweet right here. Oh, it, it went viral. Oh, this is my tweet right here. This is actually my tweet. Meek Mill went over to Ghana to show some FBA love, and they pickpocketed him and stole his phone. And 130,000 views, 250 comments. Well, do you know they were mad at me for reporting this and other black folks over here were reporting on it? We're talking about it. <laughs> and look, look, look at some of these people. They're not FBA folks mad. Hey, Sam, <laughs> he got his phone back. So they try to. Well, so she had to bring my baby back to me. I want my baby on it. She made it happen for me. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, man. The whole Ghana. I did see up Ghana for you. Yeah, I did see up Ghana for you. Everybody in Ghana is done. Okay, so. Got his phone back, and they were real bad. Scare tactics over the fall. Oh, it was Terrapalooza. This is divisive, Tony. I'm divisive. Oh, why are you hitting me now? Oh, they were so mad because we were all we're doing reporting the news, and this is some of the people rushing me, Bill, at the thing. So now, Meek, so your hate campaign is not going to work. Meek, I guess Meek didn't want, it, it started to look bad because look, it, it started looking bad on the people over there because when, um, a lot of times when we go over there, rappers and entertainers, they get hit up, get robbed or something. Remember 50 Cent, I think he had his chain snatched. One of them, um, um, when the baby went over there, he, had, he got, hustle he had to pay off a lot of people in order to get out the country so a lot of cats go in and get scammed and you did so they're just mad. they're literally mad at us for reporting the news <laughs> that bitch is hilarious they're, 
she got up there and failed. She got up there. This is what she got up there and got up there as a man failed at. Lord. Walk into your power. All right? 